Moses came down from the hill Holding the rules in his hand Looked all around Suddenly found No one was listening Now it's time to throw down So throw down Throw down We'll throw down Throw down Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Nearfall Radio posted in the iTunes store, also at buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips, sit on your button munch. I am your host, Landon Doan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, if you will, the heartbreak dad, just a crit singer, Jay. How are we doing tonight? Doing good, and now I feel like that uh, reference you've just made is a lot more relatable because I might just about be as bald as Shawn Michaels. And actually, <laughs> actually, maybe he has crossed – he's actually surpassed me in baldness now, so that makes me feel pretty good. Now, I'm the new HBK. I'm taking the title. I am the sexy boy. There you go. Uh, that's actually why Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement, to fight Jay for the title oh, and the moniker. on. Mm-hmm, I'd, exactly. I'd love to be super kicked. I'll take it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't know if HBK will do it, but for a uh, prize that the Young Bucks will negotiate, they will come to you or your child's birthday party and throw a super kick party. So, you know, <laughs> I know you just had a birthday about a month ago. Maybe next year if you're good. Maybe so. I, I wonder what Shawn Michaels would charge for the same kind of uh, uh, service. Because, I, th- th- you know, when I say I want to be super kicked, it's really got to be from somebody special. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. You, you want your first super kick to be from somebody that you truly care about. Exactly. Because, I mean, like, if, if you just go out there and get super kicked by the first person that looks at you, I feel like you're eventually going to end up regretting it. Yeah, what are you, uh, what are, what, are, what, are, what kind of guy are you, uh, a super kick whore over here? <laughs> Maybe during the Attitude Era, but we're now strictly TVPG these days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so it has been uh, the uh, two weeks that we like to, you know, put these podcasts out since we've last joined you. And uh, since then, I got to say, so a good episode of SmackDown, a bad episode of Raw. And then this past week, a good episode of Raw, an eh episode of SmackDown. But there's still some stuff we want to talk about leading into this Saturday's Super Showdown in Australia. Or is it going to be lovingly referred to on this podcast, Super Brawl Saturday? <laughs> what? I don't know! <laughs> and these t-shirts are still too tight, Billy. That's right. <laughs> so before we head down under, I do want to touch on the segment that closed this past week's episode of Monday Night Raw. You already met, er, mentioned it. The biggest takeaway might be, where did Shawn Michaels' hair go? But um, this past episode of Raw closed with Shawn Michaels coming out to give us that one big go-home speech on the Triple H-Undertaker match we're getting, and then a surprise, we got the Undertaker, and then an even bigger surprise, we got Knox County Mayor Glenn Kane Jacobs showing up to uh, deliver a chokeslam to not only HBK to Triple H, and Raw went off the air with the Brothers of Destruction standing tall. So, uh, Jay, thoughts on that segment, and does that do any, you know, excitement for you going into Super Brawl Saturday? Uh, not really. You know, I, I got to tell you, we were talking. We've been talking about the differences between Raw and SmackDown over the last several weeks, and I one of the things that keeps ringing true in my mind is that Raw is just is just too damn long, and and they mm-hmm. they, yeah. they have to do all these things to kind of fill that time. And I know they're trying to build up the anticipation of Super Brawl Saturday, as we are affectionately calling it. <laughs> what? Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> um, and, and so I get it. They they want to get the Undertaker, and and I know they're they're getting some heat by bringing the Undertaker out, bringing Triple H out. They got them all out there this time, so it was a, a ring full of, of legends and and has beens. Um, <laughs> and so so you're getting the full you know the full appetizer here before we go into the show this weekend. And I get it, you know, just trying to build up the excitement. But I did. I don't really need them to build up this story. I mean, really, it's just going to be a fun match to watch. I, I'm not really. I don't know why, but but the whole idea of like Shawn Michaels coming back to kind of play out the rest of this story and uh, Undertaker and and Triple H fighting for one last time and all this kind. Of, I, I don't really need any buildup. I think it's just going to be fun to watch, and I mean, it's not like I, I don't foresee this being some kind of a long, you know, story that they play out over the next several months or anything. I think it's really all building to this event, and then we'll see what happens with Shawn Michaels and and um, you know maybe Undertaker after that. Because I just really feel like it's kind of like for these big events where the WWE has lot of money coming their way mm-hmm. all the money go, as a matter of fact yeah to, to to go overseas and put on these huge events like this you know the legends are going to come out and so because it is a uh, what would we say uh, a story driven kind of uh, ac- kind of action like it, the, the story gives the action so much more meaning I guess right, so that's why they're trying to build this up for for the show. Um, but for me, I don't really need the promos. I was going to watch anyway, and so so seeing this didn't really do too much for me. And and really honestly, if you're going to have Undertaker and Kane choke slamming HBK and Triple H, save it for the pay per view. I, I mean, yeah, you know. So that's just my thoughts. Well, see, it's like I like I was actually kind of just. Eh, about this whole match because uh, it's been advertised as uh, the last time ever, even though the last time Triple H and Undertaker met in a ring, it was advertised as an end of an era. And uh, there are reports out there at uh, the Royal Jewels. Hey, nailed it on the first try. Uh, There's going to be a tag team match between Undertaker and Kane and Triple H and the returning HBK. So I almost feel like this is going to be just kind of act one in a in a ongoing saga or a play and it's like i i still don't know how i feel about the possibility of getting another undertaker and uh sean michaels match because i really felt like the stories that they told at the two wrestlemanias where they went back to back and faced Mm -hmm. each other with hbk you know subsequently retiring i felt like they told everything they absolutely needed to and they couldn't do anything more past that and with the possibility that we're going to be getting more and then uh coming out this week pw insider elite is reporting that Shawn michaels return might not feature some of those dream matches that everybody heck even you and i were talking about in our last episode hopefully we could see hbk versus daniel bryan or hbk versus aj styles the reporting that the speculation is that Michaels is, quote, trying to fulfill his obligation to WWE and that yeah. HBK views his current storyline as, quote, the only time we could probably do this and get it done right, end quote. And it's just like, if this is going to be it for Shawn Michaels, and don't get me wrong, it's like Shawn Michaels is probably one of my top three favorite wrestlers of all time. 
Like, and again, going back to our last episode, I felt like I even said that in an, in a world of professional wrestling where you retire right up until you don't, where you know Hulk Hogan, shot or uh, Terry Funk, Ric Flair, they've Mick Foley, they've all come out of retirement and then been retired several times. The only one that stayed retired and made it feel special was Shawn Michaels, and just with the possible specter, for the lack of a better term, with The Undertaker, the specter of them kind of undoing all that good that they did just for a payday in Australia and Saudi Arabia, that that, that just kind of disappoints me. Yeah, it kind of rubs you the wrong way, and, and exactly, I see exactly where you're going with that, and I agree, I, I kind of feel like it does make the story that they've already told lose some of the, the luster um, a bit, and, and that's disappointing, and I, I I hear what you're saying. Like it does feel like, and and we've heard the rumors that we're going to get the tag match at the Crown Jewel um, event in Saudi Arabia. I, in my mind, I think that's where this particular story that they're telling is going to end. I, I I don't I don't see it going much past that until they have their next multi-billion-dollar event <laughs> in in Dubai. And then, uh, you know... No, no, their next one's going to be on the moon. Yeah, on the moon. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll probably get to see the Ultimate Warrior come out of retirement. And, no, they're, they're going to bring back Max Moon. You remember him from the 90s? No. <laughs> and maybe Jake the Snake comes out there and throws a python on somebody. Hey, is like, like honestly, if we if we could get Jake cutting an old school promo, I'd be okay with that. I mean, like send him to the moon. Like like Jake can still cut a promo. And by the, and by the way, Jake's looking good. Shout out to DDP Yoga. There you go. By yeah. the way, DDP Yoga, we are open to sponsorship. As also, that's a message to any potential sponsors. Hit us up. <laughs> We're here to sell out and get over. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll always come out of retirement for those big dollars. Heck to the yeah. No, we'll even come out of retirement for those little dollars. Like, well, like that's true. <laughs> I would say we're more the job squad than we are uh, D-Generation X, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> Accurate. So uh, talking on this past week's episode of Raw, just real quickly, I want to touch on what almost felt like a throwback to the to the quote-unquote good old days of professional wrestling. It was the segment with Elias and Kevin Owens where all they had to do, they were live in Seattle, Washington. All they had to do was say, you don't have a basketball team anymore. And Seattle lost their damn minds. Nearly booed them for seven minutes straight. Like, I... You could you could pay me to go back and watch that segment and ask me, okay, what was, what was their promo about? I think I could tell you like maybe 20% of what they were talking about because like after they mentioned uh, the Supersonics going to Oklahoma City, like just the rest of the segment was out the window. It was, it was just amazing. And like in, a, in an era where everybody wants to be, you know, that super smart mark or whatever or, you know, be too cool for school and, you know, cheer the bad guys, boo the good guys. The fact that they were able to get everybody on board to boo something. And keep it up for seven minutes. Like, kudos to KO and Elias. That's some old school heel work right there. Yeah, and I made the joke in our pre-show conversation that this should go down in some sort of a audience crowd hall of fame or something. Because mm-hmm. that was an impressive performance by the Seattle uh, contingent there that night at the WWE show. And, man, I gotta tell you... I, I imagine what happened was they were trying to think, you know, what can we say to get a reaction, to get a rise out of this crowd? You know, they're like, well, you know, Seattle's a pretty passionate sports town, and and I and I bet they 
you know, they're they're still sore about losing their basketball team. Yeah, that'll probably <laughs> that'll probably incite some booze and you know maybe get some some of the crowd going. They had no idea that was like dropping a match into a gas tank. Yeah. And, wow. I I just got to tell you, I was. I loved it. I loved that video. I'll probably go watch it again when we're done recording because it, mm-hmm. it is it's hilarious <laughs> that Kevin Owens and Elias try to keep going. They're, they're like, yeah, yeah we- like, oh, my God. It's like, I understand you had to go out there to, you know, sell Super Brawl Saturday, but they should have just stopped. Like, like, don't mention Bobby Lashley. Don't mention John Cena. Just continue to bag on the fact that the Seattle Supersonics are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, just yeah. keep doing that. And it's like... I like. I even think that Ko and Elias were taken aback a little they bit were. because because they looked at yeah they looked at each other like oh god well, we just got and nuclear I think, heat. I think Elias turns a little red too. If you watch that video, he gets a little flushed. Like holy crap! Wow, you know, like blown mm-hmm. back by it. So it's good stuff. If you haven't seen that video, go go watch it now, right now. Yeah, like like I, I give you permission. We already have your download. You can stop listening now. Just come back later. Or don't. Again, like I said, we already have your download, so in your face. But but yeah, like and and I echo everything you said. They probably thought, yeah, we'll go out there and get a little bit of heat, and then we can move on. But ooh, wow, that crowd did not want to move on. That was just no. so great. It was good. It was really good. Elias is really good at like I love how he does his setup. You know, the the when he first comes out, of course, the crowd's always on his side. They're, they they chant with him the walk with Elias thing. And then he knows how to say the one thing that's yep. going to get the crowd to turn. But I have never heard a reaction like that for Elias. And, and you're right. Like, how how many times these days? Like, is there really anything that can bring people together like they did for a, a cause to all be on the same page? In today's society, we can't agree on anything, but Seattle can agree <laughs> that Elias and Kevin Owens suck. <laughs> Exactly, and they still love their Supersonics. Yeah, they do. (laughs) I guess sticking with Raw, but we're going to go back a little bit. Uh, Something that people still can't let go on is something that happened a couple weeks ago on Raw in a um, tag match between the Bellas and the Riot Squad when Brie Bella was delivering some yes kicks made famous by her husband, Daniel Bryan. And unfortunately, Liv Morgan ended up taking a couple of those kicks square in the face, legitimately knocking her out in the ring, giving her a concussion. And the internet, for whatever reason, has been really hard on Brie at this point. But then almost immediately after, it seems like the people coming to Bree's defense went almost as overboard as the people that were blaming Bree. Jay, uh, I know you. I know you said you saw the videos. What are your thoughts on that? Since you are our resident uh, women's wrestling expert on this podcast, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I think probably both sides have gone a little far. Like, there's no reason to take Bree to task the way that people have, but at the same time. She, you know, needs to get her crap together, honestly, because I, I know since, since she's come back from her maternity leave that I've, you know, I've seen it, but I've also been kind of reading about the fact that she's been throwing some live rounds. This is not the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even in that same match, uh, she threw a legitimate like like she potatoed Ruby Riot with an elbow like right to the mouth, and it was almost. 
I want to say maybe not even a minute after she like straight up just kicked uh, Liv Morgan right in the face. And then even if you go back about a month ago, uh, she did those suicide dives and one of them almost legitimately ended up being a suicide dive. Oh yeah, when- she about landed on her head. Yeah, and it's like I know a lot of people said maybe Sarah Logan was out of out of spot or or something like that. But I mean, it's like again, I I I, I agree with what you say. I think both sides have gone a little bit too far. But it's like like just keep keep your keep your performers safe, and like that goes for yeah. Brie, and that goes for the people facing Brie. When performers step in the ring together, they're trusting each other to keep each other safe. Yes, absolutely. And- and so I know if I were going up against Bree, like in, in an upcoming, you know, episode of, of Raw, yeah, I, I might feel a little worried that, you know, is she going to, is she going to pull punches or is she like, is this basically going to be a shoot? I'm going to have to defend myself. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be a little nervous. And I, you know, I was reading about how, and, and it makes a lot of sense when wrestlers go out for a long time, they're on leave for whatever reason they've been injured or, or something else happens. I don't think you can just walk right back into the ring because as we call it, this is the sweet science of professional wrestling. There is something to us. It's an art. It's almost a dance with your, uh, you know, the, the person that you're facing in the match. Because, a very extremely physical dance. Yeah, because you've got to be on the same page and you're exactly right. You've got to hit spots and you've got to protect each other. And if I, to me, it almost feels like she wasn't, prepared enough like she didn't get back in the gym and i don't know i i don't know what she did to prepare to come back i'm just saying it feels like the time away threw off her spots and timing and now it's a little bit dangerous for her and others yeah and 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 do not get us wrong we're not saying that brie bella is a dangerous worker by any stretch of the imagination like in all honesty she could just be hitting a really bad stretch of bad luck i mean yeah uh go back and look at somebody like seth rollins somebody who you know everybody is saying is one of the best workers in the world rightly so but i mean if you look at that stretch uh Oh, a couple years ago, he had uh, the stretch where he like legitimately broke John Cena's nose live in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw. And then a couple weeks later, he gave a buckle bomb to Sting to the point where Sting had to retire immediately afterwards. We're not saying that Seth Rollins is an unsafe worker, but at the same time, he ran into a stretch of bad luck. And I kind of feel like that's that's where Brie Bella is in this aspect. But at the same time... You did mention Brie has had time off and she had a baby and having a baby does impact your body. So we also have to ask the question, is Brie used to working with this body that she currently has? Now, I know as soon as I said it, some people could construe that as me being sexist or whatever. I'm not I'm not being that I'm asking a legitimate question. But having babies can either add or take away weight to your body or change where that weight is distributed. Is Brie yeah. used to running the ropes and doing the offense that she's used to in this current state? Now, like, again, we are not saying she's an unsafe worker, but at the same time, like, just stay safe. Please stay safe. We we don't want to see anybody get legitimately knocked out in the ring because I'll be honest, that was scary to watch. Yeah. That was uncomfortable to watch her deliver those two just stiff kicks right to Liv Morgan's face. And thankfully, it has been reported. Wrestling News uh, is saying that Liv Morgan has passed the concussion protocol and will be performing as scheduled at this Saturday's Super Showdown. So yeah. 
thank goodness that Liv Morgan's okay, and this will not impact her in-ring work. And uh, reports have said that Brie was very apologetic to Liv backstage, as she absolutely should be. And I don't know if there's going to be any ill will held by either one, but it's like I have to imagine they're both professionals, they're both professional wrestlers, and they realize stepping into the ring, there is an inherent risk. So, I mean... Again, we are not saying that Brie Bella is an unsafe worker. Just you know, everybody stay safe out there. And also, like, like let's 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 chill out on the internet, both sides of the argument. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, as soon as I said it, like, oh boy, that, that, I feel like that's the fight I've been trying to have all my life, or at least the last mm-hmm. eighteen months. Um, and what you said is totally fair, by the way, because even Brie said that she feels like her body has changed since she's come back from her maternity leave, and so. It, it's something that she's still getting used to, and it just takes some time. And you're right, I wasn't trying to say that she's an unsafe or dangerous worker. I just think that it the what they do is inherently dangerous, and if somebody's a little off, that just is very risky. That's mm-hmm. all That's all I meant to say. And, and, and I didn't mean to imply that yeah. you were saying that, but I mean, yeah. like you said, I mean, professional wrestling is an art of uh, – how do I put this choreographed violence to make it yeah. look as real without being real at the same time? Yep. People get hurt anyway. I mean, and what they do, there are plenty of things that still include, you know, painful, you know, impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you can't fake gravity. Yeah. So, and concussions are serious business. You know? mm-hmm. Yes. Especially in this day and age. And, and, to reiterate, I honestly think the most important thing to take out of this whole situation we're talking about is Liv Morgan has passed the concussion protocol yeah. and will be performing this Saturday. So it does look like Liv, after taking a week off outside of the ring, is going to be back. But also, like going back to the actual match itself, if, if, if anybody on the internet wants to get really angry about something, I'm angry at the officials who let Liv Morgan back into the match after yeah. she got knocked out to take a what triple suplex spot like that is just so inherently unsafe and irresponsible in this day and age when we know everything we do about cte and the long-term effects that concussions can have like i i know the report said that Liv was very adamant about putting herself back in the match that's the point when you as the official or you as the uh as the medic at ringside like if you have to physically tackle her and hold her down for her own good you do that yeah because i mean what if she got back in the ring and something even worse happened exactly and and you can't mess around with head injuries i mean and you don't always know how severe they are and so if and the the individual who suffered the head injury doesn't know how bad it is usually right off the bat. No, nope, I'll throw my hand up. As somebody who has had a concussion in the immediate aftermath after it happened, I had no idea just how bad off I was. I just thought, oh, I banged my head. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And like, every, thankfully, I had people around me. It's like, uh, Landon, you really hit your head. Maybe you should sit down. And then when they saw me, it's like, okay, maybe we need to take you to a hospital. And yeah. and thankfully, like I said, I had people there to take care of me. And it's just so disappointing that professionals, that, that that's their job. I mean, the officials, uh, I mean, obviously they're there to call the, uh, call the action in ring. But at the same time, part of their job is keeping the performers safe. And not to mention the doctor at ringside. I mean... Like like I said, if you want to get mad about something, the internet, that's what you need to get mad about. Don't get mad at Brie Bella about about her streak of bad luck. Get mad at the officials and the medics that let let the following spot happen. 
But we did mention Liv Morgan has been cleared for uh, Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? This, uh, well, Saturday on the WWE Network. I don't know! By the way, the pre-show starts at 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Woo! Have the kegs tapped. Oh, no, screw that. Just don't go to bed the night before. Just, just stay up all night drinking, and you'll probably pass out sometime between, like, I don't know. I don't know! The shield is fighting the dogs of war or something, and you can then go to sleep. But it's like, uh, Jay, so are you going to be getting up to watch this? No. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't think many people will, but thankfully uh, it will be on demand uh, on the WWE Network after the show is over. But uh, let's go ahead and get into the card. Let's do it. Uh, Let's start, uh, I guess, at the bottom, even though, like, like I kind of think this might be one of the more inter- interesting matchups. Uh, it's For the Cruiserweight Championship, it's champion Cedric Alexander defending his title against Buddy Murphy. Uh, by the way, Australian-born Buddy Murphy from Melbourne, Australia, which, by the way, that's where Super Brawl Saturday is taking place. Super Brawl Saturday? Um... I don't see a lot of 205 Live, I'll admit that, but anytime I do see clips of 205 Live, it's of three people. It's of Drew Gulak, it's of Buddy Murphy, and it's of Cedric Alexander. I like all three, but it just feels like Buddy Murphy has been killing it the last few uh, weeks and months leading up to this uh, showdown. So, Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh, What do you think is going to happen between uh, the uh, Battle of the Cruiserweights here? Well, I am a big fan of Cedric Alexander. I, I really like watching him wrestle. And the match, the previous match with Cedric and, and Buddy Murphy was really entertaining. And, and, I, and I was actually surprised. I think I probably predicted Cedric Alexander would retain in that one. Um, and But I was surprised when, when watching it that he ended up doing so just because of the way the match played out. But um, I, I think Buddy Murphy is going to take it this time. I think it's set up perfectly. Uh, being in his hometown of Melbourne. And I, I think that, especially if they kick the show off this way, it would be a huge way to get the crowd pumped and really into it to let the hometown hero bring home the belt. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you've said. I, like, I'm a fan of Cedric Alexander, maybe not to the... Uh... Not to the uh, degree that you are, but I do appreciate his work. Honestly, I'm surprised Alexander has held on to the title as long as he has. I thought that he was going to drop it to Drew Gulag a couple weeks ago because I love that guy. I'm a big fan of Drew and his PowerPoints. Shout out, uh, hashtag PowerPoint presentation. But, like, and then me being uh, the guy that's watched wrestling my entire life, I know that the WWE in particular likes to have some counter, I guess, counterintuitive booking whenever anybody goes to their hometown. But I'm going to go against, you know, that science or formula, whatever you want to call it. I agree. I think Buddy Murphy is going to pick up the victory here. Murphy's been killing it in the ring. He's he's one of the most exciting performers to watch. Whenever I get a chance to see him, I can't take my eyes off the screen. I'm just so drawn in with what he's doing. And I agree. This could be the perfect starter match for this event. Get the crowd super hot, especially if the hometown boy brings home the championship. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Let's do it. Get it right, WWE. Yeah, you hear that, Vince and (laughs) Triple H? Because I know you all subscribe. Also, be sure to like and subscribe. iTunes, remember, five stars or GTFO. Staying with the uh, Australian contingent on this card, it's going to be the Iconics taking on the team of Asuka and Naomi. It's been kind of an interesting pairing between Asuka and Naomi. Kind of one of those, well, 
you've been getting beat up by the Iconics. I've been getting getting beat up by the Iconics, so let's beat up the Iconics together type situation. And here we are. We got a uh, a women's tag match. Jay, what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I'm a big fan of Asuka, but I hate what they've done to her lately. I, I feel like she's really kind of gone down the <laughs> tubes, and she's, on, she's in the back burner now. Um, and I feel like they have been building momentum for the Iconics. And so I foresee the Iconics pulling this one out. And, um, you know, I, I hate it because I, I really wish that they could get some momentum going again for Asuka. I think she's really fun to watch, and I really liked it. The Empress of Tomorrow, I liked all the, um, the mystique around her, and I think we've lost that. Maybe we can get it back, but for now, I think it'll be the Iconics day. Yeah, back when nobody was ready for Asuka. Yeah. And now it seems like... Yeah, you might be ready for Asuka, unfortunately. <laughs> Though the crazy thing is, I was looking at the win-loss record. Yes, I am that type of dork that looks at win-loss records of professional wrestling. Since WrestleMania, when she got her first loss, uh, she's only had four losses on the main card. Now, granted, when she went on her you know, multi-year tear where she went undefeated, saying only four, yeah, that's a whole lot more than zero. But at the same time, it's like... I kind of feel like they they do hear us, the fans, saying, like, you need to treat Asuka better because Asuka is a murderer. Asuka is special if you treat her as such. And it's like, I'm also a fan of Naomi. Naomi is, a, is an amazing talent as well. And then I look at the other side of the ring. Yeah, this is their home home country of Australia. But, like, the Iconics, I think... I think they would be okay taking the loss here. I mean, they're still going to be this Weasley heel duo. They're going to come out and do their hilariously terrible promos that it's like sometimes they're good, sometimes they're grading. It, it just depends each week. So, like, I actually think Asuka and Naomi pick up the victory here, and I would really love if this is the start of Asuka, like, starting them to build some steam up back towards Asuka being that empress of tomorrow that nobody's ready for Asuka, this, this killer buzzsaw that ran through the women's division. Like, I... Like, I I don't know where the payoff would be. I doubt it would be at uh, Evolution just because it would be such a quick turnaround. But I really do hope that if the team of Asuka and Naomi pick up the victory here, I hope this is the start of, you know, big things for Asuka again. I'd love to see it. I hope you're right. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We're going to stay in the tag team realm. Uh, Also on the SmackDown side, it is your reigning, defending SmackDown tag team champions the New Day taking on... They don't just set the bar. They are the bar. There we go. Uh, it is the New Day taking on the bar. We don't know the combination of the New Day. Um, but, like, even even so, I'll go first here. I see the New Day retaining here. It's like, I've really enjoyed the buildup between these two teams, especially this past week on SmackDown when the bar came out to uh, ruin uh, <laughs> the New Day's pancake cooking special. <laughs> Like God, the New Day is so great. I just, I just don't see them taking the titles off the New Day right now. Yeah, um, I don't disagree with you. I think we're gonna uh, be rooting for the same team in this one. I, I am a big fan of the New Day. They're always fun and entertaining. Um, the Bar, I actually enjoy them as as a team, and I enjoy watching them. I think that um, they do a good job with what they do. I just, I. I kind of feel like at these big events that they're doing overseas, there aren't 
going to be a ton of titles changing hands at events like this, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Um, so I, unless something crazy happens, I don't think that they are going to hand over the championships to the bar. Not not today. So, new day for the victory. There we go. Because it's a new day. Yes, it is. And and remember, new day rocks. Day rocks. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a preview for the rest of my card. I don't think another title changes hands. I would love to be wrong in one instance. We'll get into that one instance. But it's like, this almost feels like a like a very like it, it's it's a house show on steroids. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and and exactly. that's that, that's not to take away anything from house shows. I love going to house shows. That's where you can see the performers try some new stuff and really just have fun because they don't have to worry about remembering these lines that. WWE creative has written for them and they can just go out there and be themselves and perform. But at the same time, story-wise generally not a lot happens in these, in these house show situations. And it's like, I'm bummed, but at the same time, it's like, I guess I understand, but we'll, we'll, like I said, I want to be wrong in one instance and we'll get to that later. Uh, But also, staying in the tag team realm, God, there's a lot of tag team uh, matches <laughs> in this card. Uh, it is the aforementioned team of the Seattle Superheaters, Kevin Owens <laughs> and Elias, taking on Bobby Lashley and the returning John Cena. Jay, is there any amount of money that I could give you to bet that Kevin Owens and Elias win this match? No, no, th- there's not a number. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean... You, if you're just giving me money, um, then yeah, I'll put it on there. But but if I'm gonna owe you something, if I'm wrong, then no, I'm not doing that. Okay, all um, right. But uh, but yeah, John Cena and Bobby Lashley are going to uh, basically take up the fight for the Seattle Fateful. And uh, <laughs> I really hope that John Cena comes out in a Gary Payton jersey and Bobby Lashley in a Sean Kemp jersey. That'd be great. Or yeah. maybe maybe some debt left strength. There we uh, go. Yeah, shout out to Renee Young, who says, uh, apparently they don't respect debt left shrimp on Monday Night <laughs> Yeah, I like that quote. Good um, on you, Renee. Yeah, she does a good job. Um, so yeah, uh, John Cena, you can't see him, but he's going to be there. And, and he and Bobby Lashley. That's a, that is a dangerous tag team right there. They, mm-hmm. Those are a couple guys who could do some damage hosses i believe you would call yeah yeah so uh give them the w Mm -hmm. though uh shout out to uh bobby lashley's as kevin owen uh put it his muppet leo rush like i have been just completely like bobby lashley he has mattered so little to me he has been anti-matter ever since he's come (laughs) back but like ever since they've paired him with leo rush like I am so intrigued with this duel, and it's mostly because of Leo Rush's mic work. So I am interested to see what Rush is going to be doing in this situation, which, I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be there. WWE, please let Leo Rush be there. Yeah, yeah, I would expect him to be there for sure. Also, John Cena is now a resident of China. I don't know if you know that or not. (laughs) I didn't know that. He moved to China, everybody. Wow. Yeah, he's living in the People's Republic. Interesting. Okay. That's why we can't see him. Exactly. Because he's he's way the hell over there. (laughs) Not only is he in a different time zone, I think it might be like several days ahead. I don't know how (laughs) that, I honestly don't know how that works. So please don't at me about it. It's a joke. (laughs) Chill out, everybody. 
Once again, there's a whole crap ton of tag team matches on this card, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit. It is Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey teaming up with the Bella Twins, taking on the Riot Squad. Jay, what do you think is going to happen to this match? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, as we mentioned, Liv Morgan will be there, so that's nice to know. Shout out to Liv. Yeah, the Riot Squad will be at full strength. It's kind of interesting. They should really, you know, maybe play this up a little bit. I don't, I don't know if they've even really officially addressed it as part of, you know, any of the story of what's going on with uh, the Bella Twins and, and uh, the Riot Squad. But I really feel like they should try to capitalize on it and be like, you know, that was a dirty blow, and we're coming after you, Bree. You know, um, it, cool. it would it would be nice if they'd play that up a little bit. Because actually, it would put it out there as something that they're talking about, and then they could just make it part of the narrative. But especially in this day and age where WWE is so cognizant and aware of what is going on and what is being said on the internet, I mean, like, this has been one of the most talked about stories on the internet, so I don't remember the WWE outright talking about mm -hmm. it, but yeah, like... I would be okay if they kind of interwove it into the story. Maybe not make the entire story about how Liv Morgan might have brain damage, but at no, the same no. time, <laughs> still acknowledge it. Yeah, let her come out with her head wrapped in gauze. <laughs> because that's what you do when people have a concussion in movies and TV shows. I don't know exactly. why yeah. <laughs> that was the solution. So let her come out with her head wrapped and, and you know, cussing, cussing at Bree and like... Well, you, that was a dirty shot. I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna kick you in the head, and uh, and that would make it fun to watch. But um, I think that in this case, the Riot Squad is going to get the big L. Um, I think that Ronda Rousey, you know, just she in my mind, if you're looking at a scale, you've got the Bella Twins on one side, the Riot Squad, uh, and, and it's kind of even. If you drop Ronda Rousey on there, bam. All of a sudden, yep. it falls in that direction. <laughs> so I, I, she'll probably end up pulling somebody's arm out of socket. Um, I hope it's not Liv Morgan. She's been through enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then that would be funny because then she could wear gauze on her head and have a wrapped arm. <laughs> so that could be her story. Yeah, eventually she's going to end up being the female version of the Yeti from WCW. She could just come in just totally wrapped in, in just cast on every limb her head wrapped. She's got an IV. She wheels to the ring. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they bring her out on a gurney. That'd be great. She That'd comes great. out just to that, <laughs> comes out to that one song by the Crash Test Dummies. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they just they just roll her body into the ring. Let somebody do a frog splash, and then she's done. Oh uh, man! Now I'm starting to kind of feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, Rousey and the Bella Twins for the W. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that pick, though. Uh, I do think we are going to see Ronda Rousey pick up the victory, probably tap out one of the Riot Squad. Then I think we're going to see the Bellas turn on Ronda because there has been reports that at uh, Evolution that comes at the end of this month, by the way, Evolution is October 28th, uh, and there's been like three maybe matches announced for this but one of the matches that's been rumored is going to be Nikki Bella taking on Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's title and this I feel like is setting up perfectly for that instance to have uh, Nikki take on Ronda or give Ronda a reason to go after Nikki so I, I yeah. agree with you on that pick and but I do I'm also predicting a Bella turn at the end okay I could see it. I mean, they've got to if they, if that match is happening, they've got to, uh, you know, 
start leading us down that path in some way. So maybe Rhonda slips and accidentally puts Nikki in an arm bar. It's like, whoops. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like, uh, I didn't mean to do that. All you uh, WWE female wrestlers look alike to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because she's a murderer. <laughs> All right, and speaking of Mr. Brie Bella, uh, he is going to be in action against Mr. Uh, Maurice. That is Daniel Bryan taking on The Miz in a match where the winner will be named the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Uh, Obviously, since SummerSlam, well, hell, going back the last eight years, Daniel Bryan and The Miz have been kind of not the biggest fans of each other. But since SummerSlam, they've been facing each other in ring quite often with The Miz picking up the advantage every time. Jay, what do you think is going to happen between these two with the number one contendership on the line? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, Miz is one of those guys, we've, we've said it before, who he, he's fun to watch, he's entertaining, and the way that he wins matches is by trying to outsmart his opponent, and it's usually, you know, by hook or crook. That Mostly he crook. Up- Mostly crook by coming up victorious. But, you know, I respect it. I, I like that that's his style. It gets and, results. And at the end of the day, he can be pretty brutal, too. Like, he's, he can be rough and tough when he needs to be. But Daniel Bryan is the man, you know. And um, I think since he's been back, they've been trying to find out, like, what direction they're going to go with him. And I think that this would be... You know, a nice launch for him to get back in that championship conversation. So, in my mind, I think Daniel Bryan's going to get pushed here, and he's going to get the, the big V. Uh, I really want to agree with you because, like, like you said, Daniel Bryan's the man, especially considering the fact that up until WrestleMania, or like a month before WrestleMania, we were resigned to the fact, well, Daniel Bryan's never going to wrestle again, and all of a sudden, oh, by the way, he's back, like. I want Brian to pick up the victory here, but it's just like story-wise, I see The Miz once again by hook or by crook, emphasis on the crook, picking up the victory and getting that number one championship spot. And I guess that might allude to a pick that I'm going to have later in later in the show. And I'll talk about how, you remember how I said I hope I'm wrong on it? I'll, I'll elaborate on that. And also, like, I'll go back on this pick as well, but it's like, just with the way it's set up, and in my mind, the way this could play out to a Miz Daniel Bryan WrestleMania spot for the WWE Championship, like, I really feel like if that's what the WWE wants to do, and and there would be money to be made there, I I, I feel like, as much much as it pains me, I I think The Miz has to pick up the victory here. Okay. That's fair. You can be wrong on this one if you I want to be wrong. I so want to be wrong on this one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like, don't get me wrong. The Miz, he's a future WWE Hall of Famer. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Miz is one of the best performers of this generation and, like, going borderline all time. But I want Debry to get this victory here. I just don't see it. Okay. All right. Where to next? Uh, how about that uh, championship that those two are trying to get the number one contendership for? It is WWE champion AJ Styles defending his title against Samoa Joe uh, in a no disqualifications match. There must be a winner. And this comes after Joe has uh, went over to AJ's house and tried to uh, get in, so to speak. <laughs> right. Um yeah, it's time for another bedtime story. Um, <laughs> oh, Wendy! <laughs> yeah, 
This Sorry, that's a be... really bad Samoa Joe impression. I apologize, Joe. Please do not come to Gallatin. Ah, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, oh, thank you. Also, Joe, please come to Gallatin. I just made chicken and dumplings in my crock pot. They're they're described as my girlfriend, but as okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be a nice prize for the winner of this match, I would say. So, AJ what a big Styles. old pot of chicken and dumplings. That's right. AJ Actually, Styles. AJ Styles is a Southern boy, so that might get him over the top. It's like a- I love, exactly. I freaking love chicken and dumplings, man. It might, it might be just enough motivation for that Billy Ray Cyrus-looking dude to, <laughs> to pull out the victory here. And um, so AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and an ODQ, I think, is exactly where we needed to head with this story, just because things were getting pretty uh, no DQ-ish in the matches where that was stipulation <laughs> and personal. Personal. Yeah. yeah um, Pretty, he went violent. to PTA night. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I'm excited to see it. Uh, I, I think that, you know, as, as you kind of mentioned, you said you didn't feel like any of the other championships were going to change hands. I, I think that's true. I, I think AJ Styles is going to pull this off because in my mind, Daniel Bryan is going to be the number one contender. And I think I really like the setup of AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. Oh my so, God. Take all my money. WWE. Exactly. So that, oh. it, for that reason, I am Put going AJ face. Styles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I would, I would, I just said I would pay all the money to see a WWE championship program between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. And hopefully in the future we can get that. Obviously, based on my Miz pick, I don't think we're going to, but I do think that AJ Styles is going to retain here. And if you've listened to our last couple episodes where AJ and Samoa Joe have uh, faced off, I've actually picked Joe, I think, every time. Going back to my pick on the Brian and Miz uh, matchup, when I said I hope I'm wrong, I would love to be wrong where Daniel Bryan picks up the victory and is named number one contender, and then later in the night, Samoa Joe takes the title off of AJ Styles. Like, Joe and Brian, that's another matchup that I would pay hard money to see a WWE Championship program about. And maybe, again, we'll get that down the line, but again, I, I said it going into... I think it was our SummerSlam show that the time to put the title on Joe was then, and it didn't happen. I just don't see them pulling the trigger now. And as much as it pains me to say, I do th- I do think AJ retains here. Yeah. So if they ever do a big money event in American Samoa, that's when Samoa <laughs> Joe will get his true shot, and he'll be able to actually bring home the title. No, that's ridiculous. Roman Reigns would still go over. Roman Reigns would win. We'd have uh, Nia Jax <laughs> would win a championship. We'd have the mm. Usos winning a championship. Why do they Rikishi not? Rikishi would come back and and beat beat Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title. Why do they not do an event in American Samoa? It'd be homecoming for half their card. <laughs> <laughs> The Rock could be there. The Rock could show up as the granddaddy of everybody, and like he could be grilling, he could be grilling and handing out burgers and dogs while all the kids are fighting. Like that'd be fun. I would watch that. I would probably get up at four in the morning to watch that. No, actually, for me, it'd be three in the morning because what's up, Central Standard Time? There you go. Which also, spoiler alert: I am not getting up that damn early to watch uh, Super uh, Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday. Okay. What? What? I don't know. I don't know! (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, you're catching on. All right, I guess that leaves us with our last two matchups of this card. It is The Shield, that is WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, uh, WWE Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins, and 
Dean Ambrose, facing Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre, the Dogs of War. Uh, in the last few weeks, there have been some obvious seeds of dissension being sown into the shield. Jay, what do you think happens here? Yeah, um, I agree with that, and I think that they've been kind of playing up the fact that uh, two of the shield have straps and one does not. Um, and you know, Ambrose, he's even even since he's come back, I always feel like he's just on the verge of punching everybody in the ring, no matter what. Well, he's a him. lunatic. That's his character. He's he crazy. is. He's he is the lunatic. So I really do think that that's going to play into this matchup. I think that somehow. You know, maybe he accidentally takes a bump off the ring or something from, from Rollins. There's going to be something that triggers him, and it will lead to the ultimate victory of the monster in the bank no longer um, and Dolphin Drew. So, yeah, I think, that, I think the dogs of war are going to pull down the victory. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, I... I get what you're saying, but with the way WWE has been so, you know, subtle is a sledgehammer with the whole, is Dean Ambrose going to turn on the shield? Uh, are they going to do? Is it, is, is this going to be it? It's like, just, just with the way they've been so blatantly obvious, been like, this could happen. I feel like they're going to save that for a bigger stage. I mean, granted, Australia's probably given them, you know, half the, half a billion dollars or some crazy crap for this. So it is a big stage financially, but I, I just feel like this would be a move that they would say for something like Survivor Series or, I mean, heck, maybe even the Royal Rumble where, where the Shield finally dissolves. So for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Shield, but I do think there is going to be some, you know, side eye looking at each other and be like, hey, what's what's up with that? Because, I mean, we even saw it this past Monday, I mean, on Raw started with a promo about Dean Ambrose coming out there and talking about how on his own on SmackDown, he was able to, you know, get the championship and he was, you know, able to do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then Roman Reigns comes out and interjects on his behalf in his matchup with Braun Strowman and pisses Dean off. And then he and Rollins run into some issues. And <laughs> it's funny, uh, Baron Corbin gave uh, Dean Ambrose three options. You can have a match with Rollins for the IC title, you can have a match with Roman for the Universal title, or you can have a match with Braun Strowman, just cuz. And because, you know, the Shield is a brotherhood or something, I don't know, uh, he chose, or he didn't choose any of them, and he got Braun Strowman, but it, following through the night, every time he talked to, or when he talked to Rollins, he said, you know, if I was smart, I could be the Intercontinental Champion right now. And then when talking with Roman, he said, if I was smart, I could be the Universal Champion right now. So Dean has already said that, like, if push comes to shove, he will beat both of his S.H.I.E.L.D. brothers. But like I said, with the way they've been just so, like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, like I don't think they're going to pull the trigger now. But we could have some awkward moments in this match. Oh, yes, yes. I definitely think we're going to get those awkward moments. I, I think that is definitely Like, like maybe somebody's tights get pulled down and we see a half moon. That'd be awkward. <laughs> yeah, that would be super awkward for everybody, except the females, and especially if it's, you know, Dean Ambrose, because apparently, like, Dean Ambrose is really popular online with the female ladies. At least that's what my girlfriend tells me. They like me. the bad boys. Mm -hmm. The yep. broken ones. They can fix them. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. <laughs> and finally, it is the... Uh, Last time ever, dot, 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 until they fight in a tag match in like a month. It is 
The Game, Triple H taking on The Phenom, The Undertaker. And of course, in The Undertaker's Corner, it is my buddy Glenn, known as Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, but known to you, the wrestling fan, as Kane. And in Triple H's Corner, it's the returning heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Jay, how do you see this playing out? First, I have a question. Do they still... Um, try to sell the story that Undertaker and Kane are actually related. I know they, brothers. I know they call I, them brothers of destruction. Are they still? They still say that that's that's the backstory that they're brothers. Yes, they are kayfabe brothers. Okay. All right. So I was just and remember keeping kayfabe alive. I was just curious about that. So it's really Kane Taker. That's his name. Yes. That's his full name. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Just like Mario Mario is is his <laughs> last name, and Luigi Mario is his. Full name. Oh, well. <sighs> R.I.P. Bob Hoskins. Yeah, exactly. So, this is this is the match that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, ever since the Attitude Era. If you fell into a coma and it just came out of it. Yeah. Guess what? You, you have some wrestling that you're all about, I'm guessing. You know, I know they're going to come out and put on a good show. And I, I know that we're also going to get some antics and interference one way or another from Kane and and Shawn Michaels on the outside I don't know chicanery there will be tomfoolery going on um I don't know you know will that somehow influence the end of the match probably um (laughs) I I I feel like that's a safe probably so um that being the case I I really think that there's a strong chance that Triple H picks up the victory here Um, because I could kind of see maybe even foreign objects coming into play um, behind a sledgehammer behind behind a referee's turned back Um, somehow Kane will get you know otherwise disposed of and and Triple H will, will get the pin so I you know as much as I feel like I want the Undertaker to, to come out victorious. I just kind of feel as we're kind of leading to the to the tag match. I think the that that the story is probably better if Triple H and Shawn Michaels or Triple H wins this one, and then there's some measure of revenge that Taker and Kane get to um, you know take out on them in the tag match. So I'm gonna go Triple H. So I'm gonna end up going uh, in an opposite direction, but pretty much for the exact same reason you're thinking, with the rumored tag team matchup between Triple H and HBK and Kane and Taker at the Saudi Super Show. I kind of feel like that they're going, they being Triple H and HBK, they're gonna have to have a reason to, you know, pull HBK finally out of retirement to come and right what is wrong. And I think that this wrong that they're going to try to right is what happens this Saturday in Australia at the Super Showdown. So I think we're definitely going to see Kane choke slamming both HBK and probably Triple H, and we're definitely going to see Shawn Michaels super kick both Kane and probably Taker as well. But by some way, I think Taker ends up picking up the victory here. But at the same time, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for Triple H to pick the victory, like you said, because like. Again, like I said, I'm the Dorcas McGorkas that goes back and looks at wins, win-loss records of uh, professional wrestling. Triple H hasn't had a super good win-loss record over the last little bit. So I wouldn't be super surprised if 
he picks up a victory here, but I feel like it would tell the better story if Taker picks up the victory here, and then he and Sean pick up the, uh, you know, uh, rubber band matchup in Saudi, because I just don't envision Shawn Michaels losing his first match out of retirement. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not, you Dorcas McGorcus. <laughs> hey, that's but, my word. But, <laughs> but yeah. I, I could see it because really, like I said, I don't see them um, pushing the Shawn Michaels story much past the Crown Jewel event. And so the, the way in my mind it could play out is you get Triple H uh, with the victory here. Undertaker and Kane actually end up picking up the victory of the tag match and kind of like ending it. And Shawn's like, all right, fine, I'm really done now or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because then you still have that Taker is the one that, that put Shawn down. And I mean, that was very much part of their, uh, and I'll say it, it was a damn good promo segment uh, that ended Monday Night Raw, but that right there, that sentiment, it's like, I'm the one that put you down, I'm the one that retired you. That was a big sentiment for that uh, entire promo on Monday. So uh, yeah, that is the entire Super Saturday showdown. Super Brawl Saturday? Card. What? I don't know. I don't know! So, uh, Jay, overall thoughts on the card, and uh, obviously you said you're not going to get up at a butt-ass o'clock to watch it, so... I, and also, it is on a uh, college football Saturday, so when are you going to get around to watching it, if at all? No, I will watch it, and, and actually, to be honest with you, I kind of like the idea of pancakes and professional wrestling, so... Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> who knows? I know maybe maybe I get up at like 6 or 7 and cram it in before uh, before football, college football kicks off. Um, so that's a possibility. Okay. I, I think it's going to be fun. I, when you basically called it a glorified house show, that's what I really think about these multi-billion dollar, trillion Dr. Evil events um, <laughs> overseas that, that really it's just, it's just for the spectacle of the thing. Um... Otherwise, you wouldn't have a Triple H taker headliner because that's remember not, it's for the last time ever allegedly for the last first time only time last time yeah right <laughs> it's the first last time they're ever gonna fight yeah so uh, until someone else backs up another dump truck full of Benjamins um, <laughs> like I said they're gonna fight on the moon yeah that'd be awesome I hope that that does happen some point i'd yeah. love to see a low gravity wwe event can you imagine they'd be coming off the top rope and <laughs> Although, oh my god like jeff hardy had better be healthy for that that's that's all i'm saying yeah i guess it would have less impact once they finally like hit the guy but they'd get some super sweet air bro jeff hardy would do like 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 five swanton dives on the way down it'd be amazing <laughs> yeah it would be pretty <laughs> awesome but um yeah, so so overall, I, it's going to be fun to watch. I, you know, do I think of this on the level of you know what a WrestleMania or a Survivor Series or SummerSlam should be? No, probably not. This is this is just uh, a little extra thing that we get to chew on. I'm more excited for Evolution because the ladies deserve it, and um, also I think they're going to get screwed. Of course they will. They'll get screwed out of the Crown Jewel event, and uh, so you know more good stuff to come. And this is just a fun thing to tie us over. 
Yep, I I agree with you on that one. It's it, it's a nice appetizer to get us to uh, the main course eventually, and 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 yeah, the ladies are going to get screwed over at Evolution, but that's uh not WWE's choosing. That is the country of Saudi's choosing. But uh, that's neither here nor there. That's a entirely different podcast. But while I'm talking about different podcasts, Jay, tell the love listeners where they can find you. Oh, uh, my address is. Oh, wait. That's not <laughs> yeah, it starts with www. <laughs> Twitter. com slash morning monorail, um, and that is where you can find one of the social media outlets for my Monday Morning Monorail podcast. And if you're interested, if you want to know a little more about it, I can tell you it's all about Walt Disney World and traveling to the happiest place on earth. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, who's not? Let's be honest. Everybody loves it. Factually um, correct. Yeah. Uh, then give us a give us a try. We're on the iTunes. We're on the Stitcher, the Google Play Music. Anywhere that you can download a podcast, you can find the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. And uh, we'd love to have you. And that's it. That's all I got. All right. What fantastic. Uh, I also want to plug another podcast you're a part of. That is the Nerd News Cafe, available at nerdnewscafe.com. Also available in the iTunes Store, uh, Podbean, Stitcher. There's, I'm sure, some other podcast. Spotify. Spot. Oh wow, we're on Spotify. Damn. Yeah. Wow, we're going big time. I'm going to go update my resume with that one right there. But, uh, yeah, be sure to follow that. That is where uh, myself, Justin Kritzinger, and Matt Weaver, we talk about the latest happenings in the world of nerd culture. Uh, we generally talk about a plethora of stuff. It's comic books. It's movies. It's video games. It's television shows. And it's everything in between. But it's always fun. And we invite you to uh, come along for the ride, pick up a, a beverage, and uh, join the conversation. Again, that is Nerd News Cafe, uh, nerdnewscafe.com, and also in the iTunes store. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. That's where you can find the latest musings from me. I also are on a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt, brother, and munch. Ooh, yeah. It's where you can find the exclusively posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter East break down each episode of HBO's award-winning series Game of Thrones. We have a complete rundown of Season 7 and whenever Season 8 comes back, assuming it does, like, God, there's so there's already so much wrong in the world. If 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 HBO just says there's not going to be any more Game of Thrones, like th- like that might be it, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> but hopefully it doesn't come to that. But when HBO does open back up the uh, gates and gives us some more wonderful Game of Thrones, Hunter and I will be back. But in the meantime, uh, be sure to. Uh, check out the older podcasts. There's some older iterations of Nearfall Radio that you know I can't speak to the quality of, but you know. If you click on it, I would surely appreciate it because I could then sell that to advertisers. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Jay, anything before we get out? Uh, no, nothing in particular. I would just like to say thank you all for listening. It's a blast doing this show. And Landon, always, as always, thank you for having me and being the host with the most. I appreciate that. It's always nice to uh, share the squared circle with you, my friend. So uh, until we join you again in two weeks uh, for Justin Kritzinger, my name is Landon Doan. We thank you for listening to Nearfall Radio. You've been great. We've been Nearfall. We'll see you next time.
Mr. Luger, Mr. Luger, I saw what just happened out there with Ron Killens. I just want to ask you, I mean, what are your plans for the next show of Super Brawl Saturday? I mean, are you, are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package of Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me a wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God! Ugh. And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy! And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings! Look at me! I'm a total package! I will rip him apart! I'm pissed now! I don't think I'd... The proceeding was a Butt Munch Chips production. For more episodes and information, please visit buttmunchchips.com. Butt Munch Chips. Sit on your butt. And munch.